It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, Gronk here, calling a 30-second hair huddle. When it comes to tackling hair loss, Hims has you covered. From clinically proven regrowth treatments to thickening shampoo and conditioner. Just go to 4 for a free consultation. Then a licensed medical provider can help you with your game plan. If prescribed, Hims ships directly to your door. Get your hair back in the game with Hims. Try today and get a 90-day money-back guarantee at 4 Just go to 4 slash NFL. That's 4 slash NFL. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. You are Locked On Packers, your daily Green Bay Packers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We said four quarters, all gas, no break. You guys did that today. Hell of a job. R-E-L-A-X. Relax. We're going to be okay. It is time. It is time. I feel like we can run the table. I'm going to do it. You are Locked On Packers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Peter Bukowski, and I cover the Packers for SB Nation and Packer Report. I cover the NFL around the internet, and you can follow me on Twitter at Peter underscore Bukowski. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Packers. You can like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked On Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet and the show for fans who know what happened. They want to know why and how. Locked on Packers is brought to you today by Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On to get $10 off your first order. We are going to talk about the Packers additions today. The players that they've added. And you might be saying, well, we've talked about those things. We've talked about free agency. We've talked about the draft. Yes. Okay. We've talked about the wisdom and the potential impact of all of that. Now that we have a full look at the Packers offseason, at least as it stands right now, they could still go out and sign a Damon Harrison or a Mike Daniels to bolster the defensive line. They could still go out and re-sign Tremont Williams to buoy their secondary if you know Shannon Sullivan gets hurt or they don't like their options in the secondary. We'll see what Jerry Gray wants to do there in conjunction with Mike Patton. But what I want to do is try and predict what impact and I mean specifically impact. Okay, how much are they going to play? Where are they going to play? And how big an impact on the actual 2020 season can we expect? How will they do that? How will they make that impact? And if they don't, what are the options that the Packers have? If they get injured, what are the options the Packers have? I think too often we think solely about what a player will be in the perfect scenario or what he would be under very strict situations. And we don't think enough about, you know, the the creativity that a coach might have or that well, what if he what if he's bad? What if he doesn't work out? What if he's hurt? How do all those things come together to fit the pieces of the 2020 Packers season together? And let's start with the free agents. The Packers didn't make any big splashes like last offseason. This offseason was the veteran bargain bin. They went to Walmart, they went to the, the $5 DVD section, and they found some guys that they think can help their football team. And to me, 
getting someone like Christian Kirksey, Rick Wagner, and Devin Funchess, it's like going to that $5 bin. I can't be the only one who's done this. You go to that $5 bin and you find a classic in there, something from your childhood that you love. You go in there and you find Liar Liar. Or you go in there and you find what's a what's a good 90s like teen comic. You find Can't Hardly Wait. You find something like that and you're like, hell yes. And it's a DVD. It's not even a Blu-ray, so it's not even HD, but it's still a good movie. And it's still something that's going to pass an hour and a half for you. That's what these three players are. So Christian Kirksey, we assume, is going to be the starting inside linebacker, solo inside linebacker for the Packers. Now, what I think we have to take into consideration here, as he mentioned in a Zoom call with reporters last week, he played the will position for Mike Pettin the last time around. When he played for Pettin in Cleveland, he was the will linebacker, not the Mike linebacker, was not that solo inside guy. Now, the Browns played differently than the Packers. They played a lot more traditional with the multiple true inside linebackers. What I think this brings up for us is an interesting question about how the Packers plan to deploy their personnel. If Kirksey is capable of playing that will, and we know he is, does that mean that the Packers could play a little bit more to linebackers if guys like Curtis Bolton or Oren Burks or Ty Summers or even Kamal Martin, who we'll get to, are capable of playing this season? Because in last year or years past, Mike Pettin may have preferred to play a safety there. But we know Christian Kirksey has experience playing that role. We know he can defend the run. And he says, at least, that he's used to playing in space and he believes he can do that better than Blake Martinez did, which means he can stay on the field in ways that maybe Blake Martinez was not best suited last season. If Oren Burks and Curtis Bolton, each of whom have learned that Mike linebacker spot already, could come in, we know that someone is going to have to play in that base defense. The Packers are going to play that base two linebacker set at least, you know, something like 20% of the time, 25% of the time. And against run first teams, they might do it a little bit more. Against the Vikings, they might do it more. Against the 49ers, they might do it more. They did it more than half the time against the 49ers in the NFC Championship game. It just didn't matter. So I think the fact that Kirksey has experience at the will, it's something that we haven't discussed enough that his ability to play either linebacker spot could open up the possibility that the, the Packers end up playing more two linebacker sets if someone like Curtis Bolton in particular, who looked really good, really instinctive, really smart in training camp and preseason last year, they're going to need someone else to play minutes next to Christian Kirksey. Someone else is going to have to play those snaps. And so the fact that he can play either position Kirksey can could open up a different style than maybe we've seen in years past. Even if I do think it's the case that Mike Patton would prefer to play small, the fact that Kirksey can play in space effectively, if he's healthy, then you have the opportunity to play bigger with two linebackers and not sacrifice as much in terms of your speed. Now, if he gets hurt, now you have a problem because you don't have proven bodies anywhere. Bolton, Burks, Summers, Martin, none of those guys 
have played what you would call meaningful NFL snaps. Oren Burks has played some NFL snaps, real regular season snaps. Really no one else has, and that's a problem for the Packers. Rick Wagner's a little bit more straightforward. Rick Wagner is going to be the right tackle. At least that's how it's going to start. I think that there is an opportunity here. We discussed this last week. If Rick Wagner gets off to a slow start or Rick Wagner gets hurt, the fact that the Packers kept Lane Taylor and paid Rick Wagner so little money, it could be the case that the competition this summer in training camp and preseason, such that we have preseason, is actually three guys for two spots, Lane Taylor, Billy Turner, and Rick Wagner. That if Billy Turner plays Wagner to a draw and Taylor plays Turner to a draw, that you start Taylor and Turner and Wagner is your backup. It could also be the case that Wagner is going to be given the the position or at least given the first opportunity to win that right tackle spot. And just like last year, Billy Turner will get snaps there. He will rotate in with the first team. I think you'll see Lane Taylor in at right guard, though I think we could see, you know, uh, Cole Madison or even John Runyon get some run there just to get them some snaps. I think that's important for some of these young guys. The offensive lineman on day three, Runyon is really the only one who has a chance to get in as a backup even. I think when you're looking at late day three offensive linemen, the chances that that they actually have a chance to be anything uh, is, is unlikely. So we'll see what happens. Um, on the back end of the roster, I think it's going to have more to do with the other players that are that are potentially going to make the team. Usually you can sneak offensive linemen like that, late day three offensive linemen who won't get a ton of snaps. You can sneak onto the practice squad. But it will not surprise me at all if the starting offensive line for the Green Bay Packers is Lane Taylor at right guard and Billy Turner at right tackle. That's not how I think it will start out. But I do think that is something that we do have to keep in mind. And then with Devin Funches... He is going to take a lot of the Jimmy Graham role from a year ago. Jimmy Graham played the vast majority of his snaps from the slot last year. And it's not just that they were in three receiver sets, but they were often in three receiver sets. And you were able to go four wide, you know, two receivers on one side, two on another. You were able to put Jimmy Graham out on the boundary and then slide Devontae Adams into the slot or put Geronimo Allison in the slot. Funches can line up anywhere split out. And the fact that he can do that makes it easier for him to get on the field because he doesn't have to just be an X or a Y or a Z. He can be any of those pieces. And Devontae Adams can play any of those positions. And Alan Lazard can play any of those positions. And I think we're, we're going to see Equinemius St. Brown get a chance to play some of those slot minutes as well. And it's going to be a little bit of a free-for-all. I mean, the the Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard pecking order seems pretty firm at this point. Uh, And then it's Funchess, MVS, and EQ. I wrote about MVS this week, or or I am writing, depending on when you're listening to this. And I'm I'm excited to share that work. I think MVS can have a breakout season if Aaron Rodgers can hit him a little bit more consistently down the field. But Funchess is the kind of player who I think is going to see 60 to 80 targets. He's going to be in that range of Lazard last year. I don't think he's going to come in and be a focal point of the offense, but he's certainly going to be an upgrade as a big slot weapon from Jimmy Graham. Graham actively hurt this team last year. He made them worse. 
And getting Jay Sternberger and Devin Funches and even Alan Lazard and EQ, those those reps as the big slot, even if they're not a part of the blocking schemes, will improve this team immeasurably and will make certainly the money with Funches is worth it. I mean, the money is worth it already because it's it's a swing. He can vastly outplay the money that they're paying him and that's true even if he is, you know, third or even fourth on the team in targets. That's how cheap they got him. This is a prove it deal for him. I think he's going, well, if I play for a season with Aaron Rodgers, I can make myself some money one more time. He's still a young player. And look, that that money could be with the Packers depending on how things go. Um, I'm sure Green Bay feels good about some of the other guys that they have in these positions, but it is interesting to think about. What if he balls out? What if he goes out and he plays the big slot role and just balls? They could sign him to a longer-term deal. Not a big money deal, but a longer-term extension. And if he's bad or he gets hurt, the Packers have plenty of other options. So when we talked about you know, during a free agency, these these being you know low risk but high upside moves for the Packers, that's the kind of thing that we're talking about. Funches totally embodies that. If he sucks, no harm, no foul. And if he's good, it's all value add for the Packers. And speaking of value add, if you can find something that is healthy for you, that is good for you, and also tastes good, think about the value add of that. So much of healthy food or health food, more specifically. A lot of healthy food tastes delicious, but a lot of health food tastes really bad. That's where Built Bar comes in. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. They're all covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. So many protein bars, you're sitting there chewing for days. You feel like a horse just chomping away. And this is not like that. You can grab and go. You know, you, you get back from the gym or you're working out at home, whatever you're doing, and, and you can just quick down a bar before your shower or after on your way somewhere, on your way to the airport, if that's a thing that you want to do, on your way out the door, if you're going to drive somewhere. It's a great thing to fuel your body that is also going to satisfy your taste buds. And right now, for you, the best part for you is you're a Locked On listener, and so if you go to BuiltBar.com right now and use the promo code Locked On, you'll get $10 off your first order when you use the promo code Locked On. You get $10 off when you use the promo code Locked On at BuiltBar.com. And whether your goal is to fight and cure diseases, develop technologies, or seek adventure across the globe, the Army is where you can make all of that happen and so much more. The Army is a team of a million individuals working together to take on the most complex problems in the nation and the world and to win. Ask yourself what's your warrior and text ALPL to 462769 to find out. That's ALPL to 462769. In some ways, the rookies are harder to peg. We have no idea how ready any of them are to play. You know, we've seen Rick Wagner play NFL football. We've seen Christian Kirksey and Devin Funches play NFL football. We have no idea with these other guys. Now, what's interesting is I think off the bat, what you would say is Jordan Love not going to play, not going to be a part of the 2020 season. I'm not sure that's true. And the reason I'm not sure that's true is because when you look at the quarterback position last season, okay, and you look at the number of quarterbacks 
who took 500 or more dropbacks last season. That is 23 players. It's not 32. Chances are a a quarterback is not going to make it through the season. And, And even if you take those 23 guys, only 13 of them played 16 games. Only 13 quarterbacks. So chances are, over the course of the season, a given quarterback is not going to play 16 games. Last year, more than half of the starters in the league did not play 16 games. Chances are better than not, Jordan Love will have to play meaningful snaps for the Packers in 2020, if not start. And when you look at the list of guys who missed time, I mean, you do see some older names on the on the list of guys that played all 16, Aaron Rodgers, Phillip Rivers, Tom Brady. But you go a little bit further down the list, Drew Brees played 11 games, Matthew Stafford played eight games, you know, Ben Roethlisberger had to have multiple backup quarterbacks play because he got hurt. I mean, older quarterbacks are at greater risk. And so, yeah, the Packers had Tim Boyle before, but now they have... Jordan Love. Jordan Love is going to play. And Jason Wilde in The Athletic wrote about, you know, the the blueprint, the playbook, as it were, to coming in and, and taking over. And part of the, the mention there is the Cowboy game, the famous 2007 Cowboy game where Aaron Rodgers comes in in the second half in Dallas and nearly leads the Packers back. It's a national TV game. They lose that game to the Cowboys. Brett Favre gets hurt, and that was the moment everyone went, oh, this guy might be good. Jordan Love could get that same opportunity this year. Now, the Packers clearly want Aaron Rodgers to play all 16 games, but it just might not be a luxury afforded to them. The Saints would have much rather had Drew Brees play 16 games. Now, Teddy Bridgewater did fine in his absence. If the Packers were to get Teddy Bridgewater-level competence from Jordan Love in an extended stretch, they would be more than happy with it. But it's just as likely that the Packers would get Mason Rudolph or Duck Hodges level competency because that's just the way the NFL works. So it is the case that Jordan Love is probably going to play more than just kneel down snaps, which is what Tim Boyle did in 2019. Now the, the futures of these other players are less clear And that's saying something because we very unclear what Jordan Love is going to be and what he's going to do. A.J. Dillon was brought in to give the Packers a third back in 2020. Now, what he can be beyond that is still up to the Green Bay Packers organization. It's going to be something that Russ Ball, Brian Gutekinst, and Matt LaFleur decide together what the best financial play is for the Packers here moving forward at the running back position. But A.J. Dillon is going to play snaps. And he's going to play snaps if for no other reason than Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams have each missed time over the course of the last two seasons, and they're going to have to. The Packers play and rotate their backs. So it's just no matter what happens, even if those guys do play all 16 games. You know, and Aaron Jones did that last year. Aaron Jones, as a rookie, played 12 games. In 2018, he played in 12 games. And in fact, started 12 total games the first two years combined last year, was able to stay on the field. And I think part of the reason was the Packers were able to limit his exposure. They were able to give some of those power reps to Jamal Williams. They had Trey Carson, who they had some faith in, and Dexter Williams played a couple snaps here and there. 
Jamal Williams has been more durable. He played 16, 16, and 14 games last year, missing time because of that cheap shot hit from Derek Barnett in the Eagles game. But running backs get hurt. And so A.J. Dillon is probably going to have to play at least RB2 snaps at some point this season just based on injury. And he might do it based on ability and productivity because I think he is more gifted than Jamal Williams. Now, is he more polished? Is he better in the offense? Is he going to pick it up? Is he going to be instantly more reliable? We'll see. As you might remember, when we had Emery Hunt on for the A.J. Dillon rookie orientation, he talked about A.J. Dillon's ability to play in pass protection. That is going to be a huge part of this. If he can be something on third down, pass protect, catch the ball, and make a play, he's going to find ways to get on the field. And I think the Packers are going to find ways to get on the field because they need to see what he can be. They need to see what he can do. And that is going to help them inform their decisions on what to do with Jamal Williams and Aaron Jones moving forward, especially if he shows out in a big way in limited snaps. They may just say, hey, Aaron Jones, uh, it was great, but we think A.J. Dillon can be the guy. Jamal Williams can do the thing, and we'll get him for a lot cheaper. So, sorry. I mean, that's not out of the realm of possibility. Now, if A.J. Dillon isn't good, The Packers need to hope that Dexter Williams can step up and be something for them. Otherwise, it will once again limit what they're able to do with their personnel. I think the Packers wanted to play a lot more two running back sets than they did last year. And that was because they didn't feel comfortable with Dexter Williams out there. And they didn't want to expose their guys to more opportunities to get hit. If you're going to take one off the field, it's to rest the other one. And I think that was sort of their approach to all of this. Josiah DeGuara is... An interesting case because when you look at the Packers last year, so Jimmy Graham played 58% of the snaps or thereabouts. Mercedes Lewis played 45. If you take the combined snaps from Big Bob Tanya and Jay Sternberger and Evan Bayless, remember that he played, it's about 25% of snaps. My guess is Josiah DeGuara is not going to get 25% of snaps because he's not going to beat out Tanya. He's not going to beat out Sternberger, and he's not going to beat out Lewis. You're probably going to see Sternberger get the lion's share of the tight end reps. He and, and Mercedes Lewis are going to get in that 50% of snaps range. Tanyan, I think, is going to keep his 18 20%, and that's going to leave something closer to you know the 7% that Sternberger and Bayless combined for last year. Now, the question is, do the Packers then put together a plan at fullback, or is it just Josiah DeGuara? Then all of a sudden, you've got 15% of snaps that went to Vitali, and now all of a sudden, you've got a player who's who's playing you know, 20 25% of snaps because he can play in line, he can play split out, and he can play in the backfield. If you allow him to play in the backfield and be that fullback, I think you're going to see Lewis do that a little bit. I think you'll see Sternberger do that a little bit. But it's going to be Josiah DeGuara's spot. Then that's something that will get you on the field in a more meaningful way. If he can't do it, then where do you go? Where do you turn? Do you sign someone? Do you say, hey, James Looney, you're going to play more? Because remember, he was moved to tight end. You're going to be a battering ram fullback. Is that something that works? If Josiah DeGuara isn't good, I mean, it's bad for a number of reasons, but if he isn't good, the Packers don't really have a plan B there because they don't want to move Jay Sternberger into that H-back, fullback type role. And it's just not the kind of thing that Tanyan is capable of doing at this point. 
at least we haven't seen him do it. You'd have thought if he could do it, he would have done it last year over Sternberger. And it's not the kind of thing that you want to expose Mercedes Lewis to in terms of the hits that it would require him to put on his body at this point. Now, after those guys in terms of the rookies, I think John Runyon Jr. is going to have a chance to compete backup center, backup guard, but is is pretty far down the depth chart at those spots. Not really worth talking about. Camille Martin is someone who is going to be a backup inside linebacker, backup, backup, backup. He's going to be behind Bolton, behind Burks, behind Summers. So I don't think there's really a good chance that he can get on the field. He's a special teams type player. The same is true of Stepanek, Hudson, the, the offensive lineman that they took late on day three. Those guys are, are deep, deep depth chart guys and likely practice squad players. The, the one other guy that I'm interested in, and that's Jonathan Garvin. When you look at the Packers depth chart, we know Rashawn Gary is going to play more snaps. And we don't know if he's going to be good, but we know he's going to play more snaps. We know Zadarius and Preston Smith are he's going to play 80-plus percent of snaps. But what do they have after that? Randy Ramsey, Tim Williams. Garvin has a ton of talent, 6'4", 260, with some athletic ability and is the kind of guy that has the developmental traits who could be intriguing, could find his way onto an active roster. And, and those athletic numbers, those traits – could get him an opportunity to compete on special teams, and that's going to get him on the active roster. That could give him an opportunity to compete for snaps, and that means a chance to earn more playing time. I like Garvin. I liked him coming out of school, and the Packers have one of the best outside linebackers coaches in the business. If they can get him going early in training camp, I think he has the chance to harness that raw talent and give the Packers you know, an outside linebacker, four outside linebacker, five, who can play some special teams but also rush the passer in spots. And that guy is valuable. I mean, Rashawn Gary was that outside linebacker for last year. The Packers didn't really have a ton of options outside of Fackrell and, and Gary behind the Smith brothers. And, in fact, Tim Williams played two total snaps last year, and they were special team snaps. So they only played four outside linebackers last year. Maybe they want to expand that. Maybe they want to give Zadarius and Preston Smith a little bit more of a breather. Uh, and, and even if they're going to ramp up Rashawn Gary's usage, you'd like to see some other guys step up so they can take the pressure off those star pass rushers. And if you need to take the pressure off buying auto parts, then rockauto.com is here to help. The number of makes, the number of models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional storefront. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to have? You have a computer with access to rockauto.com and in your pocket. And chain stores have different prices for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody, and they're reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or login info. And best of all, rockauto.com's prices are always, always low. Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you? 
And before we finish up, I want to let you know that the Locked On Podcast Network stands against racism and social injustice. That's why we, the hosts, are making personal donations to local and national organizations that are fighting for change. And in the month of June, Locked On is matching the total of all host donations up to an additional $10,000. To make your own donation along with us, please visit LockedOnPodcasts.com slash Black Lives Matter. Hey, listen up, FanDuel Fantasy players. Your day is about to get 20% better. This is Vinny Iyer, host of Lockdown Fantasy Football here on the Lockdown Network, and I have an offer for you. Start playing fantasy this football season, and FanDuel will give you a 20% bonus on your first deposit. That's up to $500. That's a big-time bonus, and all you need to do to claim it is to make your first deposit on FanDuel. I love the fantasy contests they have on FanDuel. So many different ways to play, cash games, tournaments. I like to challenge myself there Take my fantasy football knowledge to the next level. Many different types of game formats you can pick from. Main slate, single game, best ball, snake draft, and you can even play private contests with your friends. And there's an awesome slate of games on hand every single week. You can get the players that you don't have in your redraft leagues into your lineup. Try to get that big time return on investment. Every week is a new chance for you to win big at FanDuel and that's what I love about it. Experience season long wins without the season long waits. Sign up today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your bonus and start playing today. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Agent location restrictions apply. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable site credit that expires after 30 days. All right, we're getting new information every day about how these other sports leagues are putting together their potential opening plans. The NBA is still putting together the details, the finer points, but they have an agreement in principle, basically, to restart the season in July. Baseball is still trying to figure it out, and they're they're looking at prorated salaries. The NFL is not in that position right now. They don't have to be thinking about, okay, well, you know, we're only going to play half a season. And what does that look like for your salaries? Oh, well, we're not going to play in front of fans, and so that hurts gate revenue X amount, so you need to take an X amount of pay cuts. Those are things that, at least in an outward-facing way, we haven't heard about. It could be something that's being discussed behind closed doors. But the NFL, for now, is looking at it like people are going to be in butts and seats. I'm not convinced, certainly, but there is a way to do this the TV money is still significant money, and there are ways to figure it out down the line. You could have an uncapped season. You could do cap smoothing. You, there's a lot of different things you can do. Plus, we think in the very near future, the next two years, the NFL is going to renegotiate its rights, renegotiate its media rights, which could cause a huge jump in revenues, and that could be a way that you smooth some of this stuff out. You say, okay, well, if we can get more money in 2021, 2022, whenever they get this all renegotiated. The current media deal expires in 2022. You know, there is there is some machinations that have to get worked out here. It's not something that, that, that the league has to deal with right now because the, the NFL does seem to think that they can do this without fans and make it safe. We'll see if that's true. We're already seeing openings creating problems in states. We're seeing college teams having a bunch of players test positive and having to shut down workouts. This is going to be really difficult to try and make sure that that it's organized and people are following the, the rules here. You hope with millions of dollars on the line that they're able to do it. College kids don't have quite the same incentive or maturity level, of course. You know, you can't drink as a freshman either. It doesn't stop a lot of them. 
So the rules are not always the easiest way to try and patrol this kind of thing. So uh, we're still sort of in the wait and see game here. We haven't seen any team sport come back in a real way. You know, NASCAR kind of counts, I guess, because of pit crews. That's a team. But it's really not the same situation. So a lot still up in the air, and, and we will uh, make sure we get to all of it. Remember, you can follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to hit us up on the Locked on Packers fan hotline, you can do it, 920-341-3775 to stay Locked on Packers. Locked on Packers.